Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, Lord of mercy. All night, Sunday, Central. Follow me now. Say, say, I think it's the rolling hip-hop. Say, Jay Rolls is the rolling hip-hop. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the Created for Marketers by Marketers podcast. My name is Billy Louisu, and we've been working hard to find marketing topics which will help you level up your skills, and that will blow your mind. Today is episode eight, and the topic we'll be covering is what's driving the 2020 marketing skill shortage. We'll be discussing the skills gaps which exist and how we can shift the focus and prepare for change more effectively. My guest for today is Hanny Jaber. Hanny started his career in digital marketing in the hotel industry in Dubai before moving to Australia and working at Monash University for a tech startup. He made a career switch in 2015 and moved into digital marketing recruitment and is now working at Envision Talent where he specializes in IT and MarTech recruitment. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm well. I'm very well. You know, we're all... Uh, getting used to this COVID life of working from home and running podcasts from our, from our, our studio or bedrooms, mate. <laughs> where are yeah. you running? The, where are you recording from today? Uh, I am recording from my now home office, which was the child's playroom. Um, oh, no. Yeah, you know, I've taken over. Taken over. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, look, before we, um, <clears throat> before we get stuck into it, first question is always about marketers and music. So, mate, what music do you listen to? when you work well it's a it's definitely a, a, a different i guess style every day but for the most part it's your hips moving so i'm typically listening to anything from kendrick to stormzy to mr easy Burna boy and other nigerian Ghanaian artists so it's just more around i guess anything with beats just to keep the uh, the energy up in kendrick. The room. kendrick yeah what's your favorite al- album from kendrick um i guess I guess not so much album, but his most recent one, I forgot what it's called now, but um, his most recent one has definitely been on the playlist recently, especially with everything that's going on. Um, yeah. The man's a genius. Yeah, he's a very good lyricist. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, God, I remember um, first listening to Kendrick a couple of years back. Um, God, what was his album? Section Section 8, I think it was. I think that's what it was, yeah, Section 8. Yeah, something like that. Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's a fantastic... Well, look, he's hard to listen to when you work because he, he raps so quickly. But um, yeah. now that you're working from your, from your kid's ex-playroom, I was surprised you, wouldn't, you didn't say Wiggles. Um, uh, no, that's, in, that's playing in the living room all the time. <laughs> the, living room, the Wiggles, Bounce Patrol, and Bluey. It's just, yeah. It's just <laughs> too much. Oh, well, my- <laughs> Well, mate, um, section 80 is actually the word. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Yeah. So, um, mate, give us a little bit of an introduction to yourself. The topic today is obviously what's driving the 2020 marketing skills shortage. Um, sure. I wanted a bit of an intro from you to talk about yourself and why you think this topic is suitable um, for you. Sure. Um, so, at the minute, I'm at Envision Talent. I'm a managing consultant there. Uh, we specialize working with sort of startup clients and larger enterprise businesses uh, to grow their technology and MarTech teams. Um, at the minute, especially with what's going on with COVID and a lot of people unemployed and businesses putting projects on hold, as well as, I guess, funding being cut at, in different parts of businesses for specifically hiring. Um, it's a pretty tough time out there for people. 
and I guess today's discussion around skill shortages as well as employment opportunities is definitely relevant and also important to have because I think there are things that people can take from this conversation, hopefully, that will either help them hire uh, more effectively mm-hmm. or from a candidate's perspective, specify their search so that they've got more success in landing jobs as well. Yeah, yeah, it is a tough time. Um, it's definitely uh, a challenge on both sides of the fence, wanting mm. to recruit, not being able to recruit, not having the budget and or being made redundant. And it's, I think it's a, it's interesting today's conversation around the specific skills. I mean, you've gone from working in marketing to being a recruitment um, and helping people find their right jobs. There's been a lot of press recently around the skill gaps that businesses have in regards to marketing. Interested to hear your thoughts on what, what they are. Yeah, it's been quite a journey in terms of that in, in, in the Australian market. I mean, I moved out here in 2014, made the switch to recruitment in 2015. And at that time, you know, the big, the buzzwords at guess at the time were, you know, cultural recruitment. So recruiting purely based on culture and then, you know, teaching everyone what they needed to know in the role. Um, and that's really sort of shifted, and I blame technology mainly, um, that's now shifted to skills shortages and skills gaps, mainly on technology. So, you know, whether it's a specific marketing platform that you use, whether it's a certain type of development uh, tech stack that you use, whatever it might be, the, the skill gaps at the minute are really sort of technology focused. Mm-hmm. And then from an actual marketing perspective, um, some of the gaps are really, again, related to that technology is about that sort of one-on-one personalized marketing automation um, that a lot of businesses are, are looking to mm. engage and take advantage of. Do you, do you think the gap exists because um, marketers, this is, this is new. I mean, technology has been around in marketing for the last 10 years, right? It's, it's mm. not new, but do you think there's a reason that it's, it's missing? Do you think companies aren't, enabling their staff or do you think it's education system where you learn marketing you don't actually learn around how technology underpins marketing now in the digital world i think it's a catch-22 because the technology moves so quickly right Mm. and businesses never move as quickly as the technology Mm. um and so therefore the employees and the staff and, and the people within the teams can't catch up either and what ends up happening because of that is Technology moves quickly. Businesses are trying to catch up, but they can't because all of the red tape that happens internally. And then mm-hmm. because of that, the, sta- the employees get affected and the candidates get affected. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is that everyone's sort of in this position where they start finger pointing around going, mm-hmm. well, hold on. Was it, is it universities that should be doing a better job? Is it companies that should be doing a better job? Is it corporates that are coming up with these you know, major technologies? Do they need to be doing a better job? And it just becomes this, I guess, mm-hmm black hole of, of people that just haven't caught up. And mm. I think that's a big part of the issue. Mm. So I guess that's where you come in, right? Your, yeah. your job's to try and, and, and help businesses find these skills that, that they perceive as, as missing within their organization. So what sort of businesses and candidates do you focus on supporting and helping bridge that gap? So with the way recruitment's gone, I guess, over, over the years, right? So technology's had a big effect on how recruitment is as well, right? We've got Seek now. We've got a bunch of different platforms and there's a bunch of really great um, startups in recruitment as well that are, are, are making hiring easy for businesses. <laughs> and so where we focus our time is with businesses that are either starting up uh, and scaling up. 
And the reason for that is because we can play a much bigger role in consulting them on how they can grow their teams more effectively. And I'm sure we'll touch on that pretty soon in terms of Mm. what that means. But working with those types of organizations, we find that it's a lot more um, beneficial both ways um, to work with them. Because what ends up happening at the enterprise level or the rather big corporates is that they've got their own recruitment teams, they've got their own processes in place, and they're sort of sort of full steam ahead in terms of that. And the consulting phase or aspect of recruitment sort of withers away. Mm. Um, we also work with those types of businesses because there's less legacy process and red tape, which is a big part of obviously enterprise and, and massive corporates when it comes to recruitment. Mm, agility. Um, and agility. And they can move quickly and they can adjust, you know, from having a list of 10 must-haves to down to two must-haves and a couple nice-to-haves. You know, it's, it's that type of, you know, cultural shift that, again, we'll talk about soon in terms of recruitment that needs to happen. And, and that's why we focus on working with those types of businesses. And... I guess I touched on an interesting point there, which you speak about, you've got two customers, right? You've got the businesses that are asking, you know, how do you come in and I need you to come and help me find these certain skill sets for my business. And then you've got candidates. How do you, I find it really interesting from as a CX expert, you know, you've got to focus on both. How do you prioritize? Oh, that's the biggest challenge. <laughs> it really is the biggest challenge in recruitment because, you know, you, on, on the one hand, you've got clients that sort of dictate essentially your, the, your business's success, right? They're the mm. ones paying the bills and, and you've got to make them happy. And then you've got candidates that you really want to help and you really want to consult to, to help them further their careers. Mm. Um, and from a CX perspective, it's, it is, you know, there are so many opportunities in any recruitment process to mess it up um, and mess it up beyond the point of fixing it, if that makes sense. You mm. know, if you, break the client's trust or you break the candidate's trust, you know, that's, that's that uh, most of the time. Mm. Again, it's a highly competitive space. Um, and so that experience is critical uh, for success. And it's one of the biggest problems that recruitment has. And it's part of the reason a lot of people have such a negative point of view on recruitment businesses as well. Mm. Yeah. You've got a pipeline of candidates. You've got, companies who are trying to find those skill sets and you just got to try and play matchmaker. It's hard. I did a lot of consulting for, for seek and I've done a lot of consulting for companies like REA and domain who very much have a very similar business model. Mm. You've got, you've got people who are looking to buy a house. You've got people who are listing the house, you know, and you've got the real estate agent. So it's, it's, it's similar vein, but you talk about um, working with startups <clears throat> because they've just no, they've done as much red tape. Um, you spoke a lot about before around this kind of notion of, of finger pointing. Is it the education system? Is it the businesses who aren't training their staff? Or is it the marketers who are not taking the initiative to learning as they go along? Um, bit of a contradictory question, but do you hire? If I'm a business owner and I'm like, I need the skill set, do you hire for the skill set or do you hire for the culture and, and teach or do you just teach the people you have internally on how to do something? Well, I think one of the first thing that needs one of the first things that need to be, I guess, addressed is that recruitment's always although everyone talks about recruiting, you know, high performing teams and having, you know, being <laughs> able to be your best self at work and you know, all of these things that make a business really attractive for candidates to come and work for, what needs to happen is a cultural shift around recruitment. And and what I mean by that is is the actual process. Um 
everyone budgets for their recruitment, whether it's for salaries or, or the recruitment fees, whatever it might be, that budget's usually set at the beginning of the financial year, whatever that might be. Mm. But what ends up happening is recruitment ends up have like when you need to recruit someone, it typically happens just before you need them on board. Um, and because of that, candidate shortage becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You go, well, I really need someone ASAP, uh, but I need them for all these things uh, because I need them to be able to hit the ground running, quote unquote. <laughs> and because of that, it takes longer to find the person because either your list is too long of the, of the must-haves, you're, um, you're in a rush to hire someone, which typically ends up being that you hire the wrong person. Hmm. Um, and so a cultural shift definitely needs to happen in terms of when recruitment starts. So that's number one. Number two, the finger pointing that ends up happening is, again, it's one of those self-fulfilling prophecies. Um, when you're not happy with the recruitment process, what we t typically do as human beings, when you're not happy about something, it's typically someone else's fault. And, you know, it ends up being, well, the universities aren't doing enough to prepare our graduates to enter the marketing space. Um, or, uh, you know, the candidates aren't just doing enough to keep up with the technology and develop themselves further so that they can land my job that I've got available for them. Um, or, you know, it's the corporates, you know, from a candidate perspective, it's like, I just didn't learn enough in my last role. Hmm. Um, and so now I'm, you know, my career has been affected by this. But really what all of that is, is that we haven't given enough time to the recruitment process so that we can uh, ensure that really shortages don't exist, but it's more adjustments that need to be made. Mm. Um, and that's how the best results are going to uh, get made or best results are going to uh, come through. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I know I've been in that position before where I've you know, looked at a, at a role that I'm hiring for and you're right, the skills on that list are enormous. So I'm like, well, geez, I'm looking for a unicorn. Yeah. Come on, right. work, do some magic here, honey, you know, f find them. Um, yeah. No, that, that's, that's not very successful, is it? No. And, and, and look, I guess what ends up happening and the reason for that a lot of the time is because, you know, you're so obviously you, you want, you want to succeed in your role, right? And anyone you're hiring for your team is going to help you succeed. And if you can hire someone that can plug in all the gaps that you don't have, which, you know, we're all not perfect. Um, as much as we hate to say, but <laughs> speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you, what ends up happening is you try to fill in all the gaps that you don't have. And because of that, this list of must haves, um, are huge, you know, whether you've got a plot, like a technology platform or a, or a marketing technology platform at, at, at the business you're working with, you know, you may not need to use it but you need someone that needs to know how to use it so that you can reach your goals. But the problem is, is that, you know, if you need them to have, there may be only a hundred people in the market and 75% don't want to leave their jobs and the other 20 don't want to work for you. You know, mm. you can't just take that risk. Um, whereas if you hire them earlier and you say, all right, well, I'll give them three months. I'll train them mm. um, to, to use this platform. Uh, I'll spend that money that I would have used on a recruiter potentially uh, to train them or I'll, you know, get them earlier and, you know, spend some money on sending them to wherever it might be so that they can get this done. And then when you do actually need them to quote unquote hit the ground running, they're actually able to rather than put yourself in a position where you go, well, the market's not great. Mm. 
Yeah, interesting point. You know, yeah, there's no one's perfect. That one's that's ringing yeah. in my ear. But you, um, you talk, uh, you know, about bringing the the process forward um, in the hiring process and you know starting earlier and being willing to bring someone on board who may not have all the skills and train them Mm. does that mean that you are advising people to maybe hire on attitude you know people should be looking at you've got the base foundation of the role and you can learn the rest on the job is it is is that do you see companies wanting to do that? Like, is that a, cause I, I personally believe that that's, that's what I do. Like I would prefer getting someone in who wants to do the job and has, wants to work for us and can learn it than hoping they come and can hit the ground running. Right. I think that's, yeah, it's not always the case. Well, definitely. I think, look, I mean, the marketing isn't like, or even technology, marketing and technology aren't skill sets like, and I'm not, I don't want to take, uh, I don't mean to be taking anything away from these industries, but it's not like you're hiring a carpenter or you're hiring, you know, someone that's got to have a specific skill set to be able to do the job day in and day out mm. well and safely. What you're hiring is is a brain and a person. Mm. Um, and they're not going to come with every single skill set that you need. What you need them to do is be able to think laterally and come in every day with a positive attitude to improve the culture at work while also having some really hard skill sets um, or skills. Mm. And it absolutely needs to be about the attitude with a very limited amount of hard skills because everything else is only relevant to your business. Yep. You can learn it on the job. Yeah, that's right. Um, Or you can go for a $10,000 or $5,000 training course. That will give you the hard skills that you really need in this role. But Mm. the person is... What, who's actually going to do the job. Yeah. I, I'm going to put my hand up here and self-confess to something. <laughs> um, before I got into MarTech, um, well, before I got into MarTech, there was a posi- there was a time in my life where I wanted to get out of MarTech. And I thought to myself, you know what? I've, I've, it's like Mario Kart. You know, I've clocked it. There's nothing more I need to do here. What's the next yeah. job? And I had this, this belief that one day I'll be a CMO for a, for a B2B, a brand right? Like a Coca-Cola or a McDonald's. Um, when I was applying for jobs at these brands, the response I got was you've never been brand side. So, you know, it's, it's, you're not the right hire for us. And I thought that was nonsense. Like I'm sitting here going, Mm. but I've just, doesn't matter if I've never worked brand side consumer is a consumer, right? I've marketed to consumers. I've helped businesses market to consumers that 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 annoyed the bejesus out of me mm-hmm. um i'm interested to hear your perspective and this is going off script a little bit but we're talking about the marketing skills shortage in my mind there was no skills shortage while you could perceive you've never worked brand side as a skills shortage what's your take what's your take on that yeah uh got so many opinions so in terms <laughs> okay so in terms of something like that Unfortunately, here's the thing. So you, you, companies need to find a reason to reject unfortunate people, right? And because in any one role, there'll be hundreds and hundreds of applications. And this is another thing where we go, can't, where, you know, go to candidate shortages or mm. skill shortages. 
there are still candidates out there looking for jobs. It's not mm. like the people don't exist as human mm. beings. But because that list is, needs to be dwindled down, those types of excuses come up all the time. Um, and look, they, they are BS. Um, they, 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 they're, there's no reason why someone can't shift their thinking from, you know, brand side, from B to B to B to C. Mm. Um, Sometimes add a category context is refreshing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's been many roles where I've placed, you know, someone from FMCG into, you know, a, like a financial services business and the battle I'd have to fight would be huge, but it's like, just look at the person, forget what they've done. Like, look at how they've interviewed, what they've said, the case study they put together for you. That mm. should be enough to show you that this person could succeed in your business and in your industry. But unfortunately, those types of excuses come up because, well, we don't like to be, and when I say we, I mean, as a human population, don't mm. like to hurt people's feelings um, mm. and also don't want to get caught in some sort of HR issue. It's the, it's the easy answer. It's the easy answer, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's lazy. It's lazy. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of like um, you know a lot of people now are wanting to get into into martech because it is a booming industry. Every every business is adopting it, and everyone everyone I talked to was trying to figure out like how they can ramp up their skills to get into this industry. Um, I'm getting I'm getting applications all the time. I said so from your perspective, having worked with these candidates, what's your advice? to candidates who get rejected from jobs for missing skills and key skills. Like, you don't, you know, you've never worked with this technology before, or um, you're a brand marketer. You've, you're not grounded in data-based strategy. My biggest piece of advice is obviously get as much from a certification perspective or some sort of, um, I guess, documentation that shows that you've done certain bits of training and so on. But most importantly, and this is where COVID really is going to actually have an impact on the market, is go to events, go meet people in person, um, because an email will only get you the response that you don't want, which is because it's an easy way out, which is, sorry, not, we're not looking for someone at the minute. Um, oh, we, we'd prefer if there was this certain type of skill set or if you come from this industry, wherever it might be. When you're in person talking to someone, what you're doing is you're actually able to sell yourself as a, as a human being. Yeah. And if they like you more times than not, they'll actually consider it. Um, and that's my biggest piece of advice for anyone is that you need to get in front of the people you want to work with. Um, not just apply for roles and never follow up with a phone call or anything. It's, it's, it's once you know a human being, it's much harder to, to disappoint them. Relationships. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And if you don't build those, then you're never going to have a shot at it. Mm. Um, and and that's, that's always my biggest piece of advice to candidates is if you send a CV in, don't just expect someone to get back to you. Follow up. They should be getting back to you. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But if they don't, give them a call. Mm-hmm. Don't ask them about the CV. Talk about their lives, what's going on. Build a relationship. And then things will come from that. Um, you've got to do that multiple times to different people, different industries, and you'll get what you're looking for. That's my biggest piece of advice usually. No, mate, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, um, I ha- I've used a resume once in my life and that's to get my first job. Every other job I've got since then has not included a resume. And where I have relied on a resume, I got the response that I wasn't looking for. So no, I, I think a lot of people can relate to that. 
and um, networking is, is a huge thing. Building relationships is a huge thing. Um, self-development and learning and, and building your own brand, I think is, is a huge thing as well because referral in the game that we're all playing of finding a, you know, finding a great career or building a great career, referral and word of mouth is huge. Um, but, you know, you telling someone that, you know, I've, I've worked with that person before, I really, you know, rate them. I think you should consider them for the job is going to be much more powerful than any piece of paper I put on that person's desk to say hi to me. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's massive. And I've, I've done a few talks at, um, at different universities in Victoria to graduates. And it's, and it's usually the same thing when, you know, they always ask, like, how am I going to get my first job out of university? You know, I've applied for 50 roles and I never hear back and I always get rejected and so on. And it's not, there's nothing more important than at that graduate level going out there and networking. And every single person that has come up to me after one of those talks and sort of introduced themselves and sent me their CV to have a look at and, you know, just started engaging with me. Now, I've never placed any of them, but those people after following up with them have always landed something mm. because they're doing that exact same thing 50, 60, 70 times going out there, meeting people, getting in front of them. Mm. Um, and they've managed to land jobs in marketing in digital marketing, wherever it might be. Um, it's critical, critical, especially at graduate level. Yeah. Put yourself out there talking about graduate level. Are you seeing um, businesses that were trying to fill this skills gap by maybe bringing in interns or internships? Um, I haven't seen that too much. Uh, I know the startups definitely take advantage of that when they can. Um, and some of the fintech businesses I've worked with have brought in interns, which is great. It's a, it's really, really important. But no, when it, when it comes to sort of the more specialized skill, quote unquote, based mm. roles, I haven't seen too much of that. Like a data scientist. You can't be an intern and no. become a data scientist. <laughs> no, no. It's definitely the flavor, no. flavor of the year. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've had interns and I, and I, think it's you're right it, you, you can get these um these graduates in who are super enthusiastic to help you solve some problems and do some of the heavy lifting for you on anything from admin through to putting together presentations and uh, i couldn't i you know i i really i really rate it i think they can actually teach you a few things <laughs> yeah you know oh, you, yeah. you haven't uh if especially when you're trying to market that 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 gen the gen x um so hey once, what is one skill that you think, uh, based on, you know, the, the, the chat we've had that you think marketers need to take away based on everything we discussed, what's one skill, not just marketers, but anyone that's, you know, trying to either solve a skill gap or, or move into a, another industry. What do you recommend that is that they need to do? I mean, this is coming from a position where, you know, I can say this, but time is the most important thing. And so what I mean by that is, if you need to recruit someone in your team that has a very specific skill set, then you need to plan for that hiring early and you need to execute it on it on it early because you will most likely be in a position where you need to train that person up. So from a from an employment perspective, that's critical. From a mm. candidate perspective, time. If you want to get into an industry, then you need time to network and you need time to train yourself on whatever it might be. Doesn't mean you need to go back to university, but you do need the time. No one is going to succeed in this market, especially in COVID, if you're trying for quick wins. So from yeah. an employment perspective, if you're trying to hire someone quickly because you need something done, you're not going to succeed. You're just not. Mm -hmm. And from a candidate perspective, it's the same thing. 
Um, and especially now where I've heard this a hundred times from clients over the past two months, you know, oh, there's plenty of candidates out there. We'll just do it ourselves. Uh, <laughs> and we'll get, we'll get back to you. Uh, <laughs> that's not, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> mm. Um, well, yeah, look, I think planning, planning a team's growth you talk about is really important because it's the, it's the mixture of the people in the team that get the results. It's not hiring one individual and, you know, helping startups, I can see why that's so attractive to you because you can, uh, you can build the team, right? You can look at the roles, you can look at the pieces of the puzzle and execute on the strategy. It's almost like Moneyball, right? With, uh, with mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, you know, you've got certain high salary, low salary, you know, key, key skill sets, but what you're really trying to do is architect that team. Right? So that's I right. can see why that's so attractive to, to you and, and Envision and um why you get out of bed every day yeah no it's it, it definitely makes it a lot more entertaining and work done that recently with an aviation business and it's amazing to see the results you can get when you actually take the time to do recruitment properly mm. Mm. yeah well mate we're coming to the end of the podcast buzzword bingo um yeah. i know we've reeled off a few on this podcast so i'm going to hold <laughs> you i'm going to hold you to that um but what are some of the your favorite buzzwords of 2020 um so hit the ground running is by far my favorite buzzword <laughs> what does Love that mean it. can you explain that to me i have no idea <laughs> I, I you know i find myself using it and i hate myself every time i say it um hit the ground running is pretty much on every job brief i take from a client so mm. uh what that means i think is they're looking for a, a mini person of themselves mm. essentially mm-hmm. um exactly growth, mi- growth mindset i don't think anyone knows what that actually is um, I can tell you what that is. I read a book that spoke. <laughs> a, a fixed mindset is someone who plays within their limitations and their barriers of, of like I put around themselves to say like, yep. I can't swim, right? Yeah. And a growth mindset is I'm going to jump in the water and fail until I learn. And it's it's an interesting one, but um, I have heard that quite a lot, especially when yeah. you're trying to inspire a team. Yes. comes down to you need a growth mindset a lot of people mean a lot of people don't actually know what it means so it's probably better off explaining it <laughs> yeah, that's right no it, it gets thrown out a lot in, in meetings as well um and then yeah the the, the usual go-getter um you know everyone wants to use the word personalization when they're talking about what they're doing um mm-hmm. and, and so on but i think 2020 at the minute and the biggest buzzwords covid mm. um covid-led innovation yeah, COVID led of innovation. Yes, um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a weird year, weird year. It is, it is, mate. It's uh, we've gone from challenge to challenge to challenge. But if um, we're all going to stick it out, and I, I don't know about you, but it's definitely brought everyone together. Um, I know, you know, from my clients and my colleagues, regardless of the fact that we are keeping our distance, everyone is definitely trying to to work um on what's the best for the person not what's best to get the results and the outcome um because it is a challenging year but uh, i really i really appreciate your time um on jumping on the podcast with me there's some really good stuff here that you spoke about you know a key takeaway from me is the importance of, of planning and preparing the hiring and building the team starting the process months in advance um in order to fill that skill set and the challenge of hiring versus this is training or educating um, 
you know, that's, it is a contradictory subject because you're in the art of recruitment, but you'd be doing yourself a disjustice if you were saying that you always had to hire, if you just had to train potentially you yes. or maybe needed hire and train. So um, thank you so much, man. I uh, wish you nothing yeah. but the best for, if, uh, for the next uh, six months of the year. Um, and we'll look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks for having me on. Take care.